Hey, hey, it's KJ, and welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. Thanks for joining me. We have a special bonus episode for you this week, so hope you enjoy it. Sadly, we have no new podcast reviews. The last podcast review was in October. I really love podcast reviews. And I wanted to take a minute to congratulate Bob Sproul. Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Bob recently got married, and I just want to say congratulations to him and his new bride, Linda. Very happy for you. Okay, now it's time for the most Midwestern moment of the week. It's the most Midwestern moment. Midwestern moment next week, or whenever I please. So I'm sitting here, looking outside my window, watching a true Midwestern snowstorm. The snow is thick and heavy, and it's blanketing the trees, so much so that the limbs are bending I'm drinking hot coffee, which is a rarity, but it just seems like that kind of day. I'm in my PJs, and it's almost Christmas. So I thought I'd do something a little different today. I'm going to start a fire, and I'm going to read you a nice Midwestern romantic holiday story. So settle in, grab your coffee or your beverage of choice, Or just sit back and relax as I read you this romantic Midwestern winter story. Fate brought them together. The way his car happened to slide into hers when he lost traction in the Schnucks parking lot. He looked at her and she blushed. At least he thought she blushed. It could have been Windburn. You're not like the others, she told him. And it was true, he shoveled his sidewalk. Their fingers touched, a zap of electricity passing between them. Only neither of them could feel it because they'd forgotten their gloves. Their fingers were waxy, a sign of frostbite, but also maybe a sign of love. I've never felt this way before, she said. Her cheeks flushed and her eyes wet with tears. I told you not to eat so much Culver's before we went sledding, he replied. Her eyes said it all, which was convenient because he couldn't hear anything through his earmuffs. In a fit of desire, he tore off her coat and her scarf, and her hat, and her gloves, and her neck warmer, and her zip-up, and her sweater, and her long sleeve, and her turtleneck, and her snow pants, and her flannel-lined jeans, and her fleece-lined leggings, and her long underwear, and her wool socks, and her other wool socks. They thought they were falling in love, but when they were lying winded on their backs, it was clear the driveway had not been salted enough. They kissed passionately, their chapped lips scraping together. They could spend hours together, and it only felt like mere minutes, like when they waited for the guy from AAA to restart their car battery for three hours, and it only felt like two hours and 54 minutes. When I'm around you, I can't think straight, he said. Actually, it was hypothermia. Their love was hot, like... God, heat feels like a distant memory. Their love was hot, like... Soup like an erotic soup. 
Let's take a trip down south, he said. Somewhere tropical, steamy, passionate. She was thrilled. She'd never been to Cincinnati. Nothing could keep them apart. Except Lake Vex, no. They had the power of love, but they did not have four-wheel drive. You're giving me goosebumps, she said. But when he left, the goosebumps remained, and she realized she needed a warmer coat. You look so beautiful in the moonlight, he said at 4.15 p.m. The end. And that has been the most Midwestern moment or story of the week. Now, I can't claim that I wrote this. This was written by Mary Spencer from McSweeney's.net. The title is A Romance Novelist Desperately Tries to Romanticize Midwestern Winter. And I want to say thanks to my sister-in-law for sharing that story with me. Made me made me smile. So, there you go. You're welcome. Okay. It's time to bring in a guest. It's time for Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports. Rachel Reports. She reports. And here she is, Rachel Reports. Hey there. Welcome back. Thank you. First of all, okay, I forgot to ask you a question last Rachel Report. So we have a fair amount to cover today, and I I hope that I don't keep you past our normal allotted time. But the first question has to be, we said we'd have to bring you back to discuss your birthday surprise, and where did Mr. Reports take you? And most importantly, did you get it right when you guessed where you thought he was taking you? Well, can I give you a little bit of backstory first? Because it's kind of funny. Please, please. So we left our house on a Friday night and Mr. Reports was a little tired. So I had to be the one to drive. So he just put the destination (laughs) in his phone and I just had to follow the directions. Right. Okay. And so I started maybe having an inkling of where we would be going. But at one point I say to him, well, I think I know where we're spending the night. I think we're spending the night in Hayward. And he's like, really? And I'm like, well, we just passed the sign that said 10 miles away and your GPS says 10 miles away. He's like, oh, yeah, that's where we're staying tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So then he's like, yeah, we're staying at a Best Western. And we go and turn down the road. And I'm like, there's no Best Western. There's a Holiday Inn. He's like, oh, yeah, we're staying at the Holiday Inn. So it was just super amusing that he didn't know where we were going either, apparently. (laughs) I guess not. Yeah. And then the next morning, uh, I did turn out to be right. We did make a run up to uh, Bayfield, which was pretty awesome. I had okay. I neither one of us had been up there before. So Oh, that's great. So you actually guessed it. I did. Yep. Did you say Bayfield in particular or did you say northern Wisconsin? Minnesota? Where's Bayfield? Rem- Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Probably I think I'd more likely to say Bayfield than northern Wisconsin, but okay. I, who knows. And what did you think of Bayfield? Oh, it was very cute. It reminded us very much of the Minnesota North Shore. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we went on a pretty cool hike and got to see a whole bunch of sea caves and checked out some stores downtown and just had a a generally very nice day. The weather was phenomenal. It was like in the 60s or 70s in late October. So um, it was was awesome. Yeah, it was great. So he did a good job. He did. Yep. Very much so. Are you generally someone that likes surprises or was this just more stressful for you? I like surprises. The problem is... I unintentionally try really hard to figure them out and I need to be more just like 
yay. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> trying to accepting, the, you know. Well, I suppose it doesn't help that we are quizzing you on this podcast. Yeah. Where is he taking you? Where, is, where do you think he's taking you? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'll remember that for future surprise things. There you go. Good, good. Okay, so you were there for one night or two nights? Friday night you, you stayed in, um, forgive my brain fog. Hayward, yeah, we stayed Hayward. in Hayward both nights. There had been some questions about some health and some weather issues, and so he decided it would be better for us to stay there in case uh, we couldn't go all the way to Bayfield. So we did spend two nights in Hayward and just drove up to oh, Bayfield for okay. the day. Okay, yep. so you spent one day in Bayfield. Yes, yep. Okay. It's it was nice a long day, there. though. It was good. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad you had good weather. So sounds like it was a success. Way to go, Mr. Reports. Yes, definitely. Very much so. Okay, now to the question that I forgot to ask you last Rachel reports. <laughs> and it was right before the election. So was the election on the 2nd of November or was it November 8th this year? I guess it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, November that, 8th, yep. November 8th, yep. okay. So I was going to ask you, I think it was around, well, it was your birthday weekend, end of October, early November. I, sure. And I normally, I know that in, when you lived in Minnesota, you always volunteered at the polls. You were like the poll leader or something. Tell me what you did. And now yeah. that you live in Wisconsin, I asked you, well, I was going to ask you if you were working in the polls and your response to me on text, I wasn't, I didn't know how to take it. So I'm going to ask you <laughs> all of that. Yeah. So when I lived in Minnesota, uh, I ended up being a head election judge at one of the Metro County's uh, largest precincts. I don't really know how I fell into that yeah. specific role, but uh, it turned out to be really fun. I really enjoyed it, found it very worthwhile. I had hoped I could continue doing that when I moved to Wisconsin, but apparently you have to be a Minnesota resident, so I got kicked out. So I tried multiple times to be an election judge in Wisconsin, and I don't know if they have a Midwest bias <laughs> or a Minnesota <laughs> bias or... I'm not, I'm not quite sure what I was doing wrong, but I could just not, uh, no one would respond to me. So really, yeah, it was very odd. So I happened to be scrolling through a job board, uh, just because of some other personal reasons. And I decided that I needed to take my Rachel report seriously. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. uh, was an AP reporter for the uh, elections. So, uh, yeah, I was assigned a polling location and had to hang out and find the results and then call them in and it was a pretty good gig. Pretty easy. So you are a member of the Associated Press now? I, I was for one night. <laughs> okay. And this doesn't continue? I believe I can do it again in the future if I want. Uh, okay. But that was my one assignment. <laughs> okay. So first of all, I think you have this podcast to thank for your Rachel reports and your longing to be a reporter. Apparently. I didn't and, know I had that, but I guess so. And I think that <laughs> you need to continue to stay at the AP so that we can, when we promote you on the podcast, I would like yep. to stay Associated Press member, Rachel Reports. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so did you like, were you in charge of interviewing anyone, like post polls or anything like that? Post voting polls? Or what did, what did you report on nope. actually? Nope, I just had to hang out and see if anything odd happened and then uh, just report the results from that specific precinct I was at. So, Okay, so was this a long, long, long day? It was not. I had to show up at 7.45 p.m. and I expected to be there quite a while and I was only there an hour. 
<laughs> okay, so. so there wasn't a line out the door at 8 p.m. when the polls closed. No, no, no it was pretty easy. <laughs> uh, great, Wisconsin with a low number of voter turnout. <laughs> well, it was pretty rural Wisconsin, so maybe they okay. all voted earlier. Uh, walk me through, you said you couldn't work the Minnesota polls because you have to be a Minnesota resident? Correct. Yep. And that's, you tried that's... to work the Wisconsin polls, but nobody returned your calls. No, I tried like three or four different times and ways and yeah, I got nowhere. So Boy, that is when I sad. Went to, isn't it? So when I went to vote this year, they had a, a, a sheet to sign up at. So I signed up again. I don't know if it'll do anything, but Wait, I don't know. You, this this AP you, reporter thing seems pretty I easy. Know. So I know. Are you saying that. that you're just going to get rid of AP reporting and go back to the polls? I think you should, you know, <laughs> Rachel reports. Rachel does isn't an election judge. <laughs> We'll have to see who makes me the better offer. <laughs> yes. Now, you, yeah, you have some leverage here now. Yeah. yeah well, that's exactly. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I'm, I'm glad you were able to do something uh, yeah, in service yeah. to your state. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Last week on this podcast, actually not, not, not last week, but two weeks ago, I think we took last week off if I'm getting my timelines correct. Yes, because I was sick. Okay. Two weeks ago. We talked about white elephants, and I was explaining to Karen Middlestat the difference between a white elephant and a secret Santa. Mm -hmm. And you and Mr. Reports just hosted a party this past weekend that the Hall of Famer and I attended. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, you have, well, we knew because we had to bring a white elephant present. And so we knew we were going to be participating in the white elephant. But you had a completely different set of rules than <laughs> I'm used to. Yeah, and so let's let's just make Karen a little more confused and maybe tell her the rules of your white elephant. Yeah, so so I'm not saying ours is right. I'm just saying it's the way I grew up with. So mm -hmm. for ours, you put all of the gifts in the middle of the table, wrapped, and then you go around in a circle, rolling dice. And when you get a double, you get to pick one of the presents on the table. Once all of the presents have been chosen then you put a time limit a time limit on i think we did five five minutes maybe we did five minutes or two yeah five minutes i think we did uh and you continue rolling doubles and at that point you can steal presents from other people so you don't know what they are they're wrapped mm -hmm. once the five minutes is up you open up all the presents and and display them uh and then we had one final two minute round in which if you got a double you got to steal a known present because you know what it was so but if I recall, uh, somebody on this podcast had some extremely good luck in that game, and it wasn't well, me. <laughs> I think I should go to Vegas or something the way yeah, I was I so. rolling doubles. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, you had two dice, and you had to roll doubles. At first, I thought you said snake eyes, so then I'm like, well, this game's going to take forever if we have to roll <laughs> just snake eyes. But any double will do. So yeah, it, but we had many rounds where we just kept passing the dice around, the die, dice, yep. dice. Kept, I, yeah. yeah, plural, two of them, dice, I think. Sure. Singular is die. Anyway, we were passing these things around, and, and but I was confused because I thought we would, as soon as, whoever got the first double, I don't remember who it was, I thought, okay, time to open the present. Oh no, you don't open it until all the presents are passed out. And then you don't even get to steal. You don't get to see the present that you're stealing. So there was a a, a mysterious element, and I kind of liked it. It was way different than we've ever I, yeah. played, but it was fun. And then when you're getting down to the last minute or so, we 
be throwing these dice. How much time is left? I need a double. I want to steal this. <laughs> and then after the presents were unwrapped, we actually did get some doubles in that three minute time period. And there were two or three different steals of the same present. So it got pretty intense. It did. It did. I'm, I always enjoy the part where people are st- don't know what they're stealing. And it's always funny for the person who's wrapped to that present to be like, really? Uh-huh. That's what you're stealing? That's what you're stealing? <laughs> yep. It's where presentation matters. Yeah. Or you think it matters. I don't know. I don't know. So that was a lot of fun. And, and I would say it was QE, but since it's Christmas time, this is the only time that white elephants yeah. usually occur. Right, right. Now, before we go, do you have anything to report on? Do you have any places you've been, things you've done besides what we've already talked about? Um, I did have to go to northern Minnesota for a training in a snowstorm. But I guess that's pretty typical in Minnesota when you're forced to go to a training like 45 minutes from the Canadian border. So that was pretty fun. Okay, hold on. Were you giving a, were you, do you take your own vehicle or a work vehicle? We took a work vehicle, except it was a minivan that had horrible tires. So okay, well, that was my next question. They they sent you in a minivan. Okay, yes. What kind of minivan? What was the uh, Dodge Caravan? Okay, I think. so it wasn't a four wheel drive minivan. Oh no, heaven forbid. So they sent you in a non four wheel drive vehicle all the way up to the border of Canada, or close to Pretty it. Pretty much. Yes. Yes. In, yeah. in the winter. <laughs> At that point, can you intervene and say, no, I'd rather take my car? Or do they make you take the work car? Uh, you usually have to good have a good reason to take your own car. So, Well, I think a good reason would be yeah. tires that work in the snow. Yeah. yeah. And your well, four-wheel we have... drive vehicle. I know. I know. Well, we had five people in the van, so it would have been a little squishy anywhere else. But we made it, and we made it back home. So that's good. good. I'm glad to hear it. Was the yep, training yep. worth the time that it took and the stress? Uh, it was certainly an interesting training. It would have been nice if it was, you know, less than four hours away, but that's okay. (laughs) I'm glad you made it and back safely in the, the caravan. Was it a woody? Uh, It was not. No, Uh, no. I was was just about to ask you if you knew what that meant. Yeah, sorry. There were lots of things going through my mind that, that I'm going to answer no. <laughs> I've been watching Christmas movies more so than oh, I normally sure. do every year because sure. of I've been sick, you know, and just not been having much energy. So I've been watching more Christmas movies. I have a few that I watch every year. Sure. But this year I watched, actually, I watched this one last year and I really liked it. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. Have you ever heard of it? I have not, no. It's a, it's a movie about in the 80s so of course I liked it because it was kind of when I was grew up and I'm about the same sure. age as Doogie Hauser is now so he was the kid and he was the narrator really of the movie anyway it's called 8-Bit Christmas and I think it's on Apple TV maybe Hulu I don't know okay, but cool. there was a Dodge Caravan in that movie with and it was a Woody so I think that's oh, what made me think of it <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas okay. movers do you have go-to Christmas movies that you watch every year like no no you you never miss it or not really yeah i typically have three. Oh, what are they i really like the santa claus i know it's super corny oh but with I, I tim really allen like with tim allen yep okay yep. i'll and watch then, that um, one this year in honor of rachel reports okay good good and then uh i like the preacher's wife uh it has denzel washington and Whitney yeah Houston i didn't know that it. was a yep. christmas movie though yes yes definitely 
Okay. Uh, and then I always have to watch The Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. Super fun. Yeah, that's that's great. my favorite Christmas Carol version. So, Okay, very good. Yep. I, I haven't watched The Muppets for a while. I should put that on my rotation. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I definitely don't have The Preacher's Wife in my rotation. I have seen that movie, <laughs> but only once probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, now before I let you go, and speaking of your work, a couple weeks ago, we were texting about something else. And then I get this little one-liner text <laughs> from you. You know where I'm going with this? I do now. <laughs> and it said, oh, by the way, yesterday I found out that my coworker is Brandy's cousin. And yep. my response to you was like, W-H-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-T-T-T, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Now, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> how do you casually just drop that in that Brandy Carlisle's cousin is your coworker? I, I mean, this floored me. I'm like, I need more information and I need to know right now. And I know, you know if he's nice and it, when, how can we meet him? <laughs> well, it was just funny. We were having a conversation about this person. And someone else mentioned that uh, he was cousins with Brandy. And I thought, oh, I should probably let KJ know that. And then mm -hmm. I promptly forgot. And I think we were texting about something else. And I'm like, oh, I should let KJ know. And then I got that text from you. And you're like, tell me more. And I'm like, that's all I know. That's all I know. <laughs> so he's a coworker, but not it, not near you a couple hours Correct. away, right? Yeah. Correct. But he's he in your based, system. Yes. I think he's based out of Brainerd or Bemidji, somewhere up north. So, in but fact, I want to call met him, him today. So, you yes. were. Yep. Did you tell yep. him that you have this weirdo friend that wants to meet him because of his relationship <laughs> with Brandy Carlisle? You know, there were like 45 other people on the call, so I didn't bring that up this time. But maybe next time. Hit him up in the chat. <laughs> in the private yeah. DM chat. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I know that she does have family uh, from Minnesota. And that's another reason she loves coming to Minnesota. And, and of course, her fans in Minnesota are the best fans. Of course. Of course. But I promise you, if I have an opportunity to talk to him, I will certainly ask some questions for you. Please do. <laughs> okay. All right. Unless you have something else, Rachel Reports, we will sign off and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. <laughs> Bye. And here's the Hall of Famer. Welcome back, Hall of Famer. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to this. Let's go. Okay, so what? why don't you talk about what what we've got here. We've got three tonight. We have three tonight. Two from Sarah Susie. Yes, Sarah and Susie. Sarah Susie said, you've got to drink my beers. <laughs> Isn't there something, something to the idea that these beers I gave you in July and they're going to be skunky, they're craft beers... Might they be skunky? I'm not taking any blame if you don't like the beer. Something like that. So I said, I don't, not sure. Todd would probably know the answer. So Todd Takei, if you, I don't think they're going to go skunky. Do you? I don't think so. Maybe I need to add like a half a point. Just just to make Sarah Susie feel better. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Up at half a point Okay, for so each. we're doing three beers. Two of them, the remaining two from Sarah Susie. Yep. And then the third? From Ed Butt. Oh, Ed Butt. Okay. All right, then the, the the remaining beer from Ed Butt, too. Mm -mm. No, nope, oh. there's more. There's more from him. Okay. And yeah. we just... I think this is his first. 
Maybe second. No. I don't know. He has more. And we just received a shipment of, I think, a dozen. Oh, yeah. Beers from Patrick Smith. Yeah. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Patrick has outdone himself. These, he really wants fives, and I think he's going to get them with probably at least 11 of these beers, 10 probably. or 11, yeah. maybe even 12. There's a Drecker in there. We think we may have had that mm-hmm. Drecker. And then there's an Austin East Cider in there that we think we've had. Yep. But otherwise... I know we've had that one. All 10 of... The other 10 we mm-hmm. haven't had. Mostly sours, you said, right? Yep, mostly sours. So thank you very much, Patrick. I think we're going to have a great time testing those out. I'll tell you what. When those packages come in, it makes my week. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> sure I just does. get so excited about it. Yeah, you were pretty pumped up about that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, always, anytime, anytime mm-hmm. a package comes in. So yeah, it doesn't Thank matter you, what's. It doesn't really matter what's in them. Anytime we get a package, we like packages. Exactly. Anything like that, it's a surprise. It's like, oh my gosh, what's in here? I'm so excited, mm-hmm. and it never fails. I'm fired up. That's why every time. That's why sending a card to someone is will never be dead in my eyes because right. it's much nicer than getting an email or a text message or something. You know what's even nicer than that? Being in person. No, getting beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. First one. Yeah. What you got? Uh, it's from the Odell Brewing, Brewing Company. And they're out of, where are they out of? Now that can looks familiar. Oh. Is it just because it's been sitting around since July? Probably. But no, um, I had this. This is a, a Colorado beer. It's from Fort Collins. Okay. I may have had this before or something like it. I know I've had a sour a couple sours from the Odell Brewing Company. This one's called Sippin' Tropical Sour. Ooh, I might mm-hmm, like this, a mm-hmm. sour. Yep. Slow down, unwind, and come hang out for a while with Sippin' Tropical, a delicate sour ale packed with pineapple, passion fruit, and tangerine, and balanced by a touch of Himalayan pink sea salt. Oh, of course. Vacation vibes included in every sip. Mm. Yeah. Good. I need a vacation. Yeah. Let's do this. I don't see. Oh, time out. <sighs> Alcohol by volume, four point five percent. Oh, that's my kind of beer. Yep. And and well, you want to describe the can? Yes, of course. Uh, it looks very tropical. Mm-hmm. There is a. It looks like a sloth hanging from. The letters, so tropical, the R and the A are connected into like a vine, and the sloth is hanging from it. And then they also have some, looks like pineapple, and it definitely looks like you're out just in the rainforest. Yeah, out in the rainforest, just hanging out with the sloth. And it's a white background. Mm -hmm. And this is a Colorado beer. Yep. Okay, that is not a Midwestern beer to me. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, let's review the, the cheesy rating system that we are using. Zero equals... Ish. One equals criminy. Two equals... Ufta. Three equals... Interesting. Ish. Four equals... Ah, oh, geez, it's good. And five, five equals... equals you betcha! All right, here we go. Minimal head on that. No, there's there's no head, but that may be because we got this in shipment July. in July. Yeah. Well, you know, this that's what happened. It was hand delivered. That's right, hand delivered. But that's what happens when we try to spread the beers out and only do one from each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. So, Sarah Susie, apologies. 
Smells fruity. Very fruity. Yep. I'm ready for it. It is very light. It doesn't look like a sour. There's no thickness. It doesn't look like a smoothie. Well, yeah, as I say, I think you're it thinking looks of a smoothie. Like, um, Kim River. Kim River. Kim River. It, looks it looks like, like a, a Kim, Kim River. Wilson River beer. <laughs> it, it's more yellowish. Yeah. Than golden yeah. even. And it's very light. Um, like this, this would be a nice summery drink. Or for me, anytime oh, okay. drink. I'm going to take another one. I would definitely order this. Oh, so it's at least a four. At least a four. But mm. given the 0.5 deficit is probably received from, you know, taking so long to try it, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Boy, she you let her guilt you, didn't, she, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Does, uh, what if no Todd problem. comes back and says... It, that's not true. It's not going to skunk it. out by I'm, July. I'm keeping it at a 4.5 because no matter what, I would order this. Okay. Great. It, yeah. I prefer when they're a little more fa- flavorful. Like this is almost like a... <laughs> I also prefer when things are more flavorful. <laughs> it, it, it's more almost like a a light sour. It's a light sour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Try it. All right. Well, I can't be responsible for anything I say tonight. I'm still recovering. I... <laughs> I told the Hall of Famer, let's do it now because I've had a, a second wind here. I've just, you were sick on Thanksgiving Day, then you got sick again the mm-hmm. next week with another fever. Yeah, about a and week and a half later. Just these mysterious illnesses, and I have just been, uh, it feels like I felt when I had COVID where I just felt like a truck or a mm-hmm. hit by a train and no energy. Yeah, not good. And, you know, one day I'll feel good and the next day I won't. So, anyway, I... I I have been noticing some brain fog, mm. so I, I will blame that on my ratings tonight. Okay. Or whatever I say. You're really setting that bar low. Yeah. Okay. So do we need to up it like one whole point maybe then? N- no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, it does taste light. Not like light. Well, I suppose it'd be nice for a summer day, but light also like in Michelob Golden Light. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. I'll try another sip. Yeah, it's like a diet beer. It does sort of smell fruity. I think I taste a hint of that Himalayan pink sea salt. Oh, do you now? Yeah, I don't think I'd order this again. It's okay. I guess I'd say it's interesting. I'd give it a three. Okay. That so one's you yours would, for the you night. You would not order it. I don't think I would. All right. So I guess, you know, in your system, it's a three and a half. Because now we're yes. we're adjusting for skunkness. Yep. Skunkiness. Yeah. Just to appease Sarah, really. Oh, okay. But you know what? For Sarah, I'll do it. That's no problem. Okay. You're welcome, Sarah. All right. Next one is from Shiner. And we've had oh. Shiner Buck. This mm-hmm. was uh, your stepdad's, one of your stepdad's beers that he would like would, would be a Shiner Well, Bach. he liked them because they were from Texas. Yes. Which is where he lived yeah. for many, many years. But when I think of Shiner or yes. Shiner Buck, I, I think of... Chuck. I think of the Chuckster. So this one's for Chuck. Yeah. Uh, so it's from Spotzel, Spotzel Brewery? Spetzel, maybe? Spetzel. German. And, uh, from Shiner, Texas. Looks like German to me. Yeah. And Strawberry Blonde is the, the beer, seasonal. Mm. I love some strawberries. Do you think I might like this? Mm, Well, we'll see. Let's see. Beer brewed with strawberries and the natural flavors added. With and with natural flavors added, so it's a blonde. You don't usually like no, I don't blonde ales. The it is made with poteet 
I don't know what that is, but Texas strawberries. Oh, so tea you Texas strawberries. You uh, you Southern folks might know about that. But yeah, brewed in Shiner, Texas. This says all natural and ripe for the drinking. Strawberry Blonde is back by popular demand for the summer. Brewed with the best of what Shiner, Texas has to offer together. Right? (laughs) It's, you know, it's always summer around here. With Petite Texas Strawberries for a handcrafted farm-to-table favorite. Brewed with juicy homegrown strawberries from the strawberry capital of Texas. Really? Mm. With a blend of pale and wheat malts for crisp finish strawberry blonde is ripe for the drinking all summer long and clearly into december cheers oh, all right I don't know if i'd like that this label it's a nice simple label with red outline and a light blue background and just says shiner strawberry blonde on it with some strawberries pictures of strawberries on there the potite mm-hmm. texas strawberry and we should mention that Very this nice is looking. in a can. Excuse me. No. This is in a bottle. There it is. The first beer we tested was in a can. And I I think I did an excellent job of assisting you in the video. Yes. Modeling these two. We did this together. Yep. And um, I think my volunteer handling of the bottle was exceptional. Yes. It was. I mean, we didn't drop one of them. So. No. Success. It did come close. Yeah. Uh, 4.3% alcohol oh, by volume. Again, my type. Let's look for the, the pink in there. All right. I I say mm. it lacks the red color I was hoping for yeah, with the strawberries. Yeah, very little head. And it is, it's, it's golden-ish. But does it smell like golden. strawberries? Oh, yeah. Oh, it almost, remember does when we... Does it smell like skunky strawberries? No, not at all. But you know what it kind of smells like is... Teen spirit? When we had, negative, when we had um, that fake sugar in there, like a sucralose. It, there, remember oh, there was that the sucralose? Yes. Patrick, kind of reminds me of that. Let's hope I'm wrong. But it smells very fruity, very sweet. Okay, let's go for it. No head on this one. There's a little bit of head. Mm, not a fan. Oh, it's 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 really light. Is it skunky? No, not skunky. But it's a really light beer, and okay. like light, light as in like diet. Yeah, or like like a Mick Golden Light kind of oh, thing. Okay, so we've got two yeah. light beers. Very small hint of strawberry. Okay, it's just it's yeah. I would I would give it a two, Ooh. but because I have to upgrade it a half a point, it's a two point five. Okay, but it's a it's a, it's a blonde. You like blondes? I do usually, but this is just like eh. Okay, well maybe it's not is skunky. No, I don't think so. All right, I'm sniffing. That's just how it is. Okay, I smell some strawberry. Okay, did you? Yeah, huh. but I, I I got thrown off by artificial sugar. It's what it oh, t- yeah. smelled like, but probably not. Oh yeah, that's not good. It tastes very watered down. Yeah. This might actually be skunky. Oh, really? I don't really know what skunky tastes like, but this tastes like a lot of water. Did we learn a lesson today? I don't think so. We'll wait to hear if somebody else with more expertise weighs in. I'm giving that a two. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. A two for that. Yeah. But it's very watered down. Yeah. Not a fan. Now, this last one from Ed Butt... So if we do, you know, if if it is skunky, Sarah, we do apologize. Now this one is a heavy hitter coming up here. It's eleven like it? percent oh, alcohol by volume. Oh my god! I think you might actually, and I'll tell you why. 
It's called Founders Highball Drifter. Ale aged in bourbon barrels with orange peel, orange extract, and cherry. Okay. That sounds pretty darn good. You had me a bourbon barrel, but I'm not sure about orange. Cherry I like. Yeah. No, I think you might like it. Isn't this from Michigan? Founders? Oh, we have a Midwestern beer. Do you agree? No, I don't. (laughs) Uh, This was bottled June 9th of this year. So it's oh, about so six it's months old. Older than Sarah Susie's beer. Maybe. Who knows when hers was bottled, though? It doesn't well, really say July. on there. Well, that's when she gave it to us. Oh, all right. Where's Where's um Founders? I oh, think here we it's go. In Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ah, oh, winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. So this is a malt beverage with natural flavors from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. All right. So this label is like a different colors of orange, and. Mm-hmm layers of orange i would say and oh it's around uh, the highball drifter is like a banner around a big block of ice which you would see in like a mixed drink oh yeah a big mm-hmm. ice cube and mm-hmm. then at the end of the banner and on the side of it there's a orange wrapped around a cherry with um uh, one of those little Picks or whatever oh, put through the, the drink. Like, yes. The drink knives or yeah. whatever they're drink called. Drink knife. You know, inside a drink knife. Okay. But it yep. says it's an ale, though. Yes, it does. It doesn't but say let's... a stout bourbon no. barrel. Age. Oh, no. It's not going to be stout. Oh, it's brown like an yeah, ale. I don't think in so. In a bourbon barrel. I don't think I th- I'll like it. I think you are. I think you're going to give it at least. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I have the, the fingers underneath the table. Oh, you're holding what up I, what I'm yep, going to give it? Yep. Okay. All right. A uh, little bit of head. Mm-hmm. Most of the three. And looks like amber ale. It looks like an amber oh, no. color. Yeah. Yeah. Or Even darker. darker. Yeah. Darker. Okay. And cloudy. Kind of cloudy, too. A little cloudy. Too. A little yeah, cloudy. I like it. Intriguing. Um, you can smell the bourbon. Oh, good. That's where the 11% okay. comes from, I bet. That is smooth, and you can definitely taste the bourbon. I'm not a bourbon fan. I'm not. Okay. But it's, but it's, it's I, I, I like sense how, a but here. I like how smooth it is. Oh. And it's a light bourbon. So it's not like a bourbon drink. There's a trend here tonight of light beers. Yeah. I would not order this. Okay. It's a little too strong for my liking. Mm-hmm. I'd probably get drunk off of one. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. too much of a lightweight for this. I would too. Uh, but I'm going to give it a three. Oh my. It is interesting. Have you changed the number you're holding down no, after you tasted it? I haven't. My number stays. Three. It's interesting. Okay. Let's see if I smell bourbon. So she brings her hand <laughs> out from under the table, covered with the other hand, but not covered very well. <laughs> so now I know what she thinks I'm going to guess. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought I covered it really no, well. Not at all. Oh. Not at all. Okay. I do smell the bourbon. And here we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is smooth. Yeah. It is definitely chock full of bourbon. I feel like this would put you to sleep. Yes. Yeah, this is what... I might slip this into some eggnog over Christmas. Oh, yeah. This is good. Sleep like a baby. I think I will be giving that a four. Ooh. Aw, jeez, it's good. Well done. And what was your guess? Three. Oh, I thought I saw four fingers held uh-huh. up. No, you didn't. You I saw gave it a four. Yep, I am going three. to ha- enjoy that the rest of this evening, and you will be finishing the other two, the, the Shiner Shiner Strawberry and the Purple Paisley Passion or whatever it's called. <laughs> purple, yes, otherwise known as Sip and Tropical. Sip and Tropical. Yeah. And again, we want to thank Sarah Susie and Ed Butt. 
We we love doing these things. Yeah, it's really fun. And speaking of fun, I don't think we'll have a, a show next week for Christmas. I guess Saturday would be Christmas Eve. Friday would be Christmas Eve Eve. But there is a plan out there to come with a special episode, bonus episode, probably the week after sometime. Not quite sure. And again, it's a plan. And I'm not saying that the plan is going to be executed. But I hope so, because I think it could be a lot of fun. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, Hall of Famer, thanks for joining me. I hope you had a great Central time. Oh, I most certainly had a great Central time. All right, that's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, Overcast, That's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net. Or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias. Get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries. Don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Did we learn a lesson today? I don't think so.